0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. A couple of weeks ago, Todd reminded us that the gospel lessons in Lent are not like the gospel lessons in Epiphany. That in Epiphany, we are shown God coming and we see Jesus performing miracles, turning water into wine, healing the sick, and that in Lent, our lessons teach us to look inward To look at what is broken in our own lives, what is broken in the world, what is broken in our communities. And to focus on how we can be with Jesus in healing those broken places. And today's gospel actually is beautiful in that it is reminding us that the God we serve is a both and God. He he is the God of Epiphany and the God of Lent. So if you place this particular gospel, you remember that just previously, Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead, and the family has celebrated, but that very raising of Lazarus has been a cause of concern for the chief priests who are now plotting how they can arrest Jesus, both and. And we have here a wonderful feast that the family has gathered to give thanks, to celebrate Lazarus being resurrected And and probably to thank Jesus. And so they are here at this celebration, even as Jesus and those who love him recognize that this is the path to Jerusalem, the path to his death. And both and... And Jesus says to Judas you know what Judas we can multitask right we are not a single-track people we can and must continue to care for the poor but we at the same time can celebrate and give thanks for the good things in our lives that we can and we must prepare for this death and suffering, but at the same time, we can and we must show forth God's extravagance. That Mary, I mean, we know that this family is not a wealthy family, so when we ask ourselves Mary, how has she saved up this money that when Judas talks about it, that is a year's worth of wages? So that she has, what has she done? The gospel doesn't tell us what she has given up, it doesn't tell us the places that she sacrificed, the places that she cut the housekeeping money, so that she can put aside this time for this time, this perfume that she is going to pour on Jesus' feet, to pour on his feet to say, thank you for giving me back my brother. And also, I know the path that you have chosen. I have to say, I have to admit that Jesus in saying to Judas we can multitask, is also saying, don't be distracted. Don't allow one aspect of our ministry to close your eyes to another aspect of our ministry. And as I was preparing this sermon, I was distracted. I kept going back to, and Martha was serving. Because I'm still feeling some kind of way you know, about Mary sitting at Jesus' feet and Jesus saying she has chosen the better path because then didn't Jesus eat? And if Martha had been sitting at his feet, who would have eaten that night? No one. (laughs) So I'm still feeling some kind of way about this that Martha is still serving. Martha is still serving and Mary is being extravagant. And Jesus said to me as I was fighting with this Martha still serving, Jesus said, don't be distracted. Remember who Martha is. She is a both and disciple. She is the one in just the previous verses who has said, I know that you can raise my brother from the dead. I know that you are the Messiah, come to save your people. So Martha is a full witness to the greatness of God, and she serves meals. She is a both and disciple. And that is what we are called to be both and followers of Christ. We are called to be those who stand up and speak out about injustice. We are called to be those who name white supremacy in our government, in our institutions. We are those who are called to look after the poor, We are those who are meant to tell the world all the places that are broken. And we are those who are called to let the world know that we have been saved. We have already been claimed and redeemed. We also are the ones who are called to come to this table and feast as part of God's family. We are called also to be those who show out to the world the exuberance, the extravagance, of a God who created this whole world, who loved us enough to send his son to walk this journey with us. We are called to be a both and people. One time when I was still studying at Berea College in Kentucky, that's another long story, and um, I had come, I had gone home over the summer, and came back and had pictures of all kinds of parties that we'd been having while I was at home, different things that we were celebrating, and um, and we had just started at Berea teaching as part of the freshman English course a part about apartheid in South Africa, and so as I was showing the pictures. Somebody said to me, but how, how can people be partying when they're so oppressed? I mean, shouldn't y'all be struggling, getting fighting for justice? I like, well, you know what? We are both, and we are indeed fighting this system, but... We are also going to celebrate the things that happen in our lives that are worth celebrating. We are going to celebrate the birth of babies. We are going to celebrate our children graduating. Knock on wood. My son is meant to <laughs> My son is meant to graduate next month. So <laughs> we will celebrate all the wonderful gifts that God gives us because we are not a people who are meant to simply sit in sadness. Our God performed miracles in Jesus' life as Jesus as a part of an oppressed group of people. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus threw this party to thank Jesus as part of an oppressed people. But they knew that they were called to be both and. Ones who fight for justice and hold out to the world that this justice we are fighting for is not about simply changing institutions. It is about working towards the kingdom of God A kingdom that our God promised us from the beginning of time. When I was living in Nashville, I was asked by a hospice in Nashville and an Episcopal church in Nashville to help them with a partnership in South Africa. So the hospice was already partnered with a uh, hospice in South Africa, and the church said, you know, we would like to be part of this community community. And so it just turned out that the hospice was partnered with a hospice in Krugersdorp, which is the town around which my parents and and I grew up. And so in looking for a church for them to partner, I chose a church in Kahiso, the the, the township where my mother grew up. And the church in Nashville is one of the wealthiest churches in in the, the Diocese of Tennessee. And the church in Kahiso, was a tiny, I mean, the church building could have fit into one of the smaller meeting rooms of St. George's, the church in Nashville. Um, And, but we went and we spent 10 days with people at the hospice and at the church and on our last day, as we were leaving from a church service at St. Thomas in Cariso, and the the people from the church had escorted us to our bus, singing gospel songs all the way, and, you know, and telling us that they are ready for us to come back. And we get on the bus, and one of the people from St. George said to me, well, how can they be so happy? They have So little. I'm looking. I see poverty. I see people still in transition from apartheid. How can they be so happy? And I said, you know, I'm not sure that happy is the right word. I would say that they are a people with joy. And they are with joy because they believe what God said. God said, I do not promise you a life of ease. I do not promise you that everything you wish will come true. I don't promise you that you won't experience oppression and injustice. I don't promise you that you will be wealthy beyond all measure. I don't promise you that you will not suffer. What I do promise you, my children, is in the midst of your darkest hours, in the midst of oppression, in the midst of injustice, in the midst of poverty, in the midst of hunger, I am right there with you. I have been with you and I will always with you. And with a God who promises that, what can we respond but with joy how can we respond but to be and both and people both calling out those places of brokenness in our world in our community those places of brokenness even in our church that we have to be those people but because of who our God is we also have to be those people who break open expensive jars of oil and pour it on one another to heal those places of suffering we have to be a people who thanks our God by celebrating her with love and joy. We have to be a both and people. Amen.